This is the Gary V Audio Experience. My big thing with nonprofits is a couple things, and I sit on several boards and spend a lot of time thinking about the marketing of nonprofits. The biggest vulnerability for nonprofits is ideology. Like, it's very awesome that you're passionate about this, but he just might not be. And the ideology and even audacity of some of the people that work or run nonprofits is the thing I'm trying to get them out of. What I'm trying to get the ones I'm involved with is like, cool, let's not convince anybody of anything. Let's disproportionately create stories and let the people that actually care about them consume them. And it's a very important framework if you think about how I just talked about that. Don't waste a minute trying to convince somebody who can't be convinced. Right? I mean, you know this, like, I don't want you to be disappointed anymore. Like, that you're passionate about it, I'm passionate about Crohn's colitis because my brother has it. Like, we can't judge. Like, I love when people judge. Like, and that's what a lot of nonprofits do. Just because you're a fucking nonprofit doesn't mean you're owed anything. It's amazing that you're doing something amazing, so now let's focus on people who we think are, right? And so I think it's about content, marketing, and most importantly, the mindset when we go and talk to people about being appreciative to even get the at-bat to get them to hear about it, but bailing really quick. Like if I'm pitching him on, hey, we're gonna have disability, and I can see his eyes are glossing, thank you so much, man, have a great day. That's how I live my life. I don't expect anything from anybody about anything I'm talking about, and the second I get an indicator that they're not interested, I'm not mad at them. I just wanna move on to the next thing because there's fucking 400 million people to talk to. It's a big mindset shift for a lot of people in profit land. You understand? Yes, very good, thank you. It's a big deal. If you really use that filter, you will be stunned by the adjectives and words you use on email, phone call, and social media that will become the unlock for you actually getting what you want. Make sense? Cool. You're welcome. It's super important. That was an important moment for a lot of people. Like, when you change your mindset, back to the kind of like weird thing I was doing on stage, like, once you want, like I could even see like where she was, like that was fine, I didn't want to let her go because I could tell she's like kind of getting it, right? And it's important to get it because it goes back to entitlement. When you're as wonderful as she is and you're doing something so important for the world, you know, and you see people buying fucking Lamborghinis and fucking $80 this and like, you know, like, and they don't have time for you in this, it's very easy to start to judge, but that becomes your downfall. And when you don't have expectations, and when you're not entitled, well, we're a nonprofit, you, sh- you should. I hear that so much in nonprofit boards I'm in. You should. You should what? It's not like we're sitting down with you for four years. You might have a sick grandmother that you like, have to take a percentage of your paycheck to. Just because you're, like, you should do nothing. You should be a decent human being, but how that manifests, right? And everyone's posturing. It doesn't take much to put out a tweet that says hashtag me too, but how are you actually living your life? Got it? So we need to eliminate entitlement and judgment. Once you do that, you're in giving mode, not expecting mode. Once you're in giving mode, a very funny thing happens. You start getting. It's not how many likes or followers you get, it's how much value you bring to the people who decided to follow you in the first place. All of a sudden, a funny thing happens. All of a sudden, the nine people that give a fuck about you today tell seven other people because you actually gave a fuck back for them giving a fuck in the first place. 
Here's the part that I have that is, I've figured out is a magic. Magic. No expectation of others. I do great by him, I do great by him, I do great by him, I eat his shit, I do great, I do great, I do great. Then he goes does something, something good happens, he can help me and he doesn't? Mm. For some weird reason, I don't give a fuck. Mm. And so many people get crippled. Mm. When they, so many people do not very little and expect, like, do you know most people give with expectation? Yes. The fuck am I getting out of this? Nothing. Thank you for doing this. I mean, this is your first fucking show. Nine people are gonna watch. That's right. But now, but now you're gonna have, do you know what your guests are gonna look like now? Mm-hmm. You're gonna go and fucking say Gary Vaynerchuk was my first fucking guest. You're gonna get 10 times the quality guests you would have gotten. You're gonna get guest number four of this show is the quality of the guest that would have been guest 147 right. just by me allocating these 15 minutes. Mm. And that's again an example of giving without expecting in return. That's right. And if you go on to become Larry King, mm. and I need to promote some shit in 21 years. Well, you know and, who has you. Or not, and this is the key. That'd be great and I hope so and surely I think about that. But if you said no through your booker, I would never say, I would, I, I would say to the Tyler, I would say to my admin, I would say, that's some shit. I'd be like, fucking motherfucker, like, you know? But I would never be deaf, I, I, that would be, the extent of it would be like, that fucking kid, that fucking kid would be nowhere if I didn't do the first fucking, which I wouldn't believe, by the way, because if somebody gets somewhere, you might have been part of their path, but I don't, you know? Right, right, Maybe right. I accelerated it, but we all accelerate each other. Maybe I wouldn't be where I was if Justin didn't make a video, like, there's a million what ifs. Here's what I would say. For some reason, after about a minute of being like, fuck that kid, mm. I hope his show gets canceled, mm. you know, like competitive shit, I'd be like, maybe he's in a bad place, maybe he's going through a divorce, maybe he forgot, maybe, maybe he thinks about it differently than I did. I have empathy, man. Mm. Empathy is a powerful drug. Mm. So at 19, you probably had some vision of what your life would look like at 42, right? Yeah. So how does what has actually happened compare to that vision that you had when you were 19? Are you there? Did you meet it? I don't, li- I don't it? live in the suburbs. Okay. I thought that. Uh, I... I can't see anything else. I knew I'd be successful, like really successful. And what told you that? Uh, the fact that I was already successful at 19 selling toys and baseball cards and like I was, dude, I wish I was documenting my whole life. Mm. You know, like, like people don't know my true story, meaning people hear the story, I went into my dad's business and did three million, immediately when you hear that statement, you're like, dad put him on. Mm. People don't know that I you know, built my dad's business for him and left Wine Library at 34 with nothing in equity in that company, right? People don't know that like I never paid myself that much money, so I had not that much money. People don't know what it looks like to have no money and make $3,000 a weekend pre-internet as a 15-year-old in 1990. Mm. That's what I did with no fucking money, motherfuckers. I went, traded with kids, made good trades, went to a baseball card show, sold some, saved my 80 bucks, bought more stuff. Like, it takes talent to make 3,000, you know me, 99% of your audience doesn't know how to make $3,000 a week. Mm. I did that at 15 with no fucking money. Mm. So I knew I was fucking all time. From the get. From the fucking get. You know what I was doing at 19? I was calling my mom at college, crying, saying I don't want to go into the family business even though I want to help because one day everybody will hold that over me and say that I was given something. Mm. That's why I don't own anything in Wine Library. Ultimately, I never wanted anything because I don't want anybody to have any excuse not to chase their dream and work fucking hard Mm. because I knew I'd be the greatest example of it of all time and I didn't want them to have something on me. I want people to understand, like, if you're good enough, you will win. 
Mm. You have to be patient and you have to put in the work. Mm. If this show is gonna be big, it will be big. Mm. You just gotta put in the work and put, deploy the patience. So my question is Please. how uh, can you go into the state of not judging yourself Practice. And still keep going. Because I've had it one for like a month and a half. Yeah, practice. I've been focusing on calisthenics and videos. Practice. And I went silence in here. Practice. But then it's, it was gone. Practice. <laughs> you got to practice. You got to read the comment and play with it. You suck. You're not funny. Read it. Read it. Read it. Now here's where it gets good. If you read the comment from somebody saying you suck or, you know, or if you're, are you judging yourself or are you getting, or are you struggling with the judgment of others? Somebody saying it's a stupid idea that you're doing this or a comment that's bad? I mean, I didn't get anybody uh, saying it's stupid. A lot of people liking it. Okay. But for me, like continuing the work, I, for this half, a month and a half, a uh, month that I've been talking about, I went through like uh, putting my workouts, putting videos, putting funny and videos you burnt and out? stuff. Huh? Are you burnt out? You don't want to do it anymore? No, it's just I, for some reason I slacked and I didn't do anything. I've had uh, this conversation with somebody and just pff, went out. And Why? I don't know. What do you think? I've been thinking of uh, maybe uh, the combination of two is not good sometimes and it's slowing me down and I'm not putting as much content as I want to. What do you think of the combination, like putting sports and good advices and good. funny videos? Good. <laughs> I think you might be impatient because you went so hard for a month and a half and the numbers didn't get to as high as you want them by going too hard for a month and a half. Right? Because the reason you're asking yourself, is this a good combo, is you didn't see the results that you expected. Let me promise you one way that you can consistently make yourself unhappy. Having expectations.